Brett Pransky <laughs> from the Rick Smith Show. How you doing, my brother? Fantastic. How nice are you doing? to see you. I mean, it's been a. I I, I was I talked to Rick a few minutes ago, and what I told Rick is, hey, it's been a year ago, but actually, it's not a year. We did last year was an. August. Yep. So we're a little this, under a year. We're under a year. So it's like 11 months. What am I doing seeing you after 11 months? It's supposed to be a year, man. How are you doing today? Rick? I'm doing I mean, great. Rick, how are you doing today, Brett? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Having a great day. Having a great time here at Netroots. It's been a great yeah, show. I know. It, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, what I like about this one, the last one was the first one after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you could see people a little bit more iffy in, the, in their behavior and the way they were doing it's almost coming back to what Netroots has always been. Yeah, I mean, and, but still, there's still some residuals from the. From yeah, the because we're still. There's, there's still a lot this. of. Yeah. yeah, there's still a lot of masks in the room. There's still a lot of people taking a lot of precautions, right. and and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's a little more open, a little more. Yes. Um, you know, like I said, it's a little more, a little less reserved right. than, it, than it was, say, last year. You know, and it's a good thing. I mean, we have the vaccines now, and so I mean, if you get COVID now, you get a little something, and. Uh, you know, it's not not as bad as it was before. Right. So, I mean, uh, a friend of mine, I, I did my show earlier today, and he said, Egberto, I'm here, I'm recovering from COVID. Uh -huh. You know, so you're still hearing it, but the good thing about it is we have the solutions for it right now. And and it and it shows here in the amount of exhibits we get and all the other things, you know. Yeah, and it was something that uh, I, like many people, uh, you know, suffered through it. Yeah. And, and it's no picnic. No. But um, but you know the the fact that I was vaccinated and, yeah. and things like that made it a lot easier than than it could have been. Absolutely. Um, so it was you know the the miracles of technology. I know. I, but hey, Brett, let's let's talk let's talk our business now. Sure. How uh, what that year? How the in this almost a year? What differences are there? What what's your concerns? What are you happy about? As well, a broadcaster, as a broadcaster, one thing that, that I've noted in the past year, because we've uh, we've had tremendous growth. Right. Um, we're in uh, probably twice as many markets as we were this time right. last year. Um, and people have been really receptive to the message. Right. And this kind of, you know, because right now, for example, you talk about the um, uh, about the administration pushing out this this middle out economy right. message and thing. This runs right in line with what we talk about pretty right. much each and every day. So we kind of consider ourselves to be middle out media. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, seeing this message not only, you know, become a part of the administration's, you know, you know big push towards 2024 and so on. You know, see all that fall in line with what we do and yeah. see the progress of the show and see the, the, the listeners and audience growing tremendously right. like it like it is. See the, the TV show on free speech, mm -hmm. you know, becoming one of the fastest growing programs on their How air. How many days so are you on free speech? Currently, we're on three, uh -huh. uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine o'clock. Uh -huh. um, but we're hoping sometime in the very near to future to go five days to go week. nightly, yeah. To, yeah. to go nightly. And then hopefully, you know, sometime in the near future, we'll go twice a day. We'll right. go, you know, we'll have a, a morning program and, and an, an evening program, program, too. Yeah, well, that, that is fun. But I tell you, that's difficult. I'm doing two programs, just on one on radio and one on one radio and streaming and one streaming only. It's a lot of work. The good thing is you guys have a larger team. Well, I have a team of one. You have a, a team of many. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a we have a we have a team of 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 a few paid individuals yes. and a lot of what I like to call fire breathing do gooders who right. just do it because they love it because they care. Yeah. And you know, it's that believe it or not, that tells you that you're doing something right mm -hmm. because when people actually want to volunteer to do this kind of work, especially this kind of work, it actually speaks well. 
not only about what you're doing, but the people that you're doing it with. You exactly. Know? And the people we're doing it for. I mean, because a lot of those for, supporters yes. are the are the people who call in on the exactly. phone lines during the show. And, you know, we have we have, you know, regular folks we talk to right. almost almost every program yeah. because they're just so, so loyal about isn't calling that, in and isn't talking that to that us. kind of fun when you when you when you have that 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 following that the same i mean i, I like getting new people new calls and the, the, you know you're doing something right when you get a, a constancy of those who call but I right. also every interspersed with that you get that new caller that just get that courage to call you know yep. it says you're doing something oh i love first time callers yeah you know um, even if we have to tell them to turn down the radio. Yes, so we, we always have to tell them to turn yeah, down we, the radio. Uh, you know? But we love, we love first-time callers. But we, in this business nowadays, yeah. there's not a whole lot of us anymore who are going into a bigger studio yeah. and, you know, and, and broadcasting from the local radio station right. or something like that. Many of us are at home in our right. home studios. Many of those home studios have one person in them. Yes. So knowing that the world is out there listening to what you're doing. So you need that, yeah, that, that contact, that, that validation. Cause, yeah. Cause it's real easy to think, well, I'm, it's, it's just me here, yes. you know, in, in a room talking into a microphone. It's yes. real easy to get that, you know, get that feeling that, mm -hmm. that, that no one's out there listening and you're yeah. doing it for yourself. So the constant feedback and the, you know, the audience reaching out and speaking to us really, really validates what we do. And that's one of the reasons why events like this are so important because yes. those same people are here right? and we get to see them face to face. Watching someone cross the room yeah. to meet us because they listen to us or because they watch a show on free speech TV. Yeah. I don't think they're fully aware of just how much that means to us because again, we spend so much of our time essentially in a box. Yeah, You know, you know I, I, tell, I, mean? I tell that story all the time. When I tell people this is their program, a lot of times they don't believe it, but they don't understand that really what, you know, we get the, we, we have the passion, but we really get the validation from them. Mm -hmm. And the only way we know that the validation is there is if we have context. So in, in the case when I'm doing my online show, it's a chat that I'm interacting with. And these people are chatting away as they're watching the, the video cast on, yep. on the thing on the, on radio. It's the telephone calls. You know what I did recently? Uh, one of our one of our uh, listeners said, "Egberto, you need to get phone access for your online show." So what I mm -hmm. I found a company called Ring Central, and I bring that right into the uh, computer system, and now we can have that people dial into the thing as they're seeing it online, and it, it is amazing because the feedback it brings us. Uh, the people online don't necessarily always want to do chat and you know call in. But for that person that you said something that, oh, you either piss me off or I want to validate it, they like to have that avenue. So you're right. There's nothing more than getting that validation from your audience. Yeah, true. And it, it, it sometimes causes a, a few issues here and there, though, as well. For example, um, our show is on, you know, every night at, at 9 p.m. Eastern right. time on the radio all over the place. Right. And we're all we're always giving out the phone number to call in. Yeah. Well, uh, the the TV show on Free Speech comes out at, at, at nine o'clock as well, but it's sometimes a day behind, or it's sometimes a right. few hours behind. And you get a call. We'll get a call on live air <laughs> wanting to talk about an issue they just saw on TV yeah. that we're not talking about in the segment on right. on air on the radio that night, and it causes a little bit of of, of cross chatter. That's, right. You know, that that can be that can be difficult. But like anything else, you know, we're just glad they're calling. Yeah. Well, I tell you, recently what I've started doing when when I when I use segments from my 
on on air show is I try to cut those out, but it's a lot of work, and it is it is a it is just too much work to cut out. Where you say call, you got to cut call, call, and then yeah. keep the program. You know? Or when it's on the when it's on our, our TV program, you know, I'm running the number on the yeah. bottom of the screen, and, and oh no, that's it, an issue too. Yeah, yeah, and we don't we're not going to stop doing that. Yeah, so. no, you can't stop doing that, no. right? But not only that, it's not a bad thing, right? Because a lot of people see the number on that particular day. And they're that they use that, and they're going to call some other time. So that that that, that is fine. That is yeah, fine. Also, that's true. now politically speaking, now sure. uh, what's your thoughts? Where are we at? We're in a weird place. I, I mean, I know, but where are we? You know, it, what's your thought? I mean, we were a bit pessimistic, I think, earlier on. Personally, I'm more optimistic. Where are you? I would say I'm I'm leaning towards the the you know the more optimistic side of things. Yeah. Now, anyone who lived through 2015, 2016, you know to guard your optimism. Yes. Um, yes. You know these days because the unthinkable can happen because right. no one thought that, that that Trump could be elected until yeah. he was. Right. And many people didn't believe it days afterwards. Exactly. They, they're like, I'm sorry, what happened? There's no way that could have happened, but well, it did. For me, it was it for me it was just hurt because I, I, I hate to tell you, I went on to Daily Coast and I wrote an article and said that that Donald Trump was, uh, what is it that Clinton knew how to do very well? Triangulating. Mm -hmm. He knew how to triangulate. Clinton is a guy from Arkansas. He knows about triangulation. Right. Okay. And, and, and Trump was just playing that number. And people looked at it and like, oh, it can't work because, you know, progressive, no, he's just talking up as you know what. But no, he was doing what it took. And there's a particular segment in our society his message appeals to. And it, it really does. I mean, it's, it's kind of a... Um, uh, Trump was able to tap into an emotion yes. and it's a real emotion because yes. there are things going on now that are, that are distressing. Um, you know, when I was a, when I was a, a small child, I lived in a single income household. Right. And, you know, my, my father was the, able to make enough money to support the entire, right. the entire household because those jobs existed. Right. And they don't, they don't exist so much anymore. Exactly. And we've gone from, from one income households to two income households. Now I just saw a report the other day that said, 50% of American workers have a second job. Yeah. That means if you have two people, two workers in the house, say a mother and a father, there are th at least three jobs. We now live in three income households yeah. on average. And our life, life expectancy is dropping. Our, um, our standard of living has mm -hmm. not increased. In fact, it's decreased. Wages are flat or declining against yearly inflation. Right. And so there's a lot of struggle out there. And struggle is where radicalism comes from. Exactly. It, uh, the, if, if desperation rises, radicalism will, will rise right. right along with it. And that's whether you're talking about, you know, our country or, you know, countries halfway across the, glo the globe who don't like us very mm -hmm. much. Many times the radicalization you see in right. these companies or in these countries is tied to that same kind of desperation. Right. People who don't have the same access to, to, to good jobs, good lives, the ability to... to uh, to provide for their families right. and, you know, and, and, and create a good future for the next generation. When you take these things away, people will go out there. They'll look for a sense of belonging. They'll look for a sense of community. They'll look for a sense of hope. And if, you know, if the people who are going to provide that to you are also going to ask you to do dangerous, radical things, mm -hmm. you're much more likely to do them. So right. radicalism here and radicalism halfway around the globe are, are I, all I, the same cause. I think, Britt, one of the things we got to do is that I think that's why our work as not sufficiently funded as it is, mm -hmm. is uh, the, it's our only saving grace. Yep. I've, I've thought that for a long time. That's why I do it. I know that's why you do it, because there's a lot of other things that really one we could do that really pays. Right. And, uh, you know, but we understand also that, you know, we have kids, those that depend on us. We have to leave them something better.
Yeah, what was I, I'm going to I'm going to misquote this. The saying is 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 going to be uh, incorrect, but it's but it's the, the, the gist of it will be there. The if there must be trouble, if there must be conflict, let mm -hmm. it be in my time. Yeah. What we're trying to do is we're trying to we, we would rather have that kind because I don't want to leave this for my kids. Exactly. I don't want, you know, my children to have to deal with a situation that I didn't spend my life trying to make better. Exactly. So, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of places out there where, you know, where I could I could make my life more yeah. comfortable. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't want that. And you it, know, it, it, it is amazing. Right. I mean, I, and I always talk about the psychopath. Right. The psychopath is the person who revels in in somebody else's misfortune. And I, I find a lot of that. And it's not, I want to say on the right, but it's not completely fair because a lot of my brothers and sisters on the right, they're suffering. Mm -hmm. They just think they're suffering for the wrong reason. Right. 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 And that, that wrong reason is usually someone who doesn't look like them. Exactly. You know, and keep in mind, that is all, that's all constructed. Right. I mean, that is, uh, you know, using the old the old Jay Gould quote, Gould quote that we use on the air all the time. I can always hire one half of the working class yes. to murder the other half. A, a, and, yes, and yes. this is all. But there's more to it than that. It's not. That's not just a, a useful tool to get one group to, right. to turn on another group. It's also a tool to keep them from coming together. Exactly. So what we'll find, and, and we find this everywhere we go. We travel around the country, and we 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 don't go from big city to big city. Yeah. Like you know, we go from you know what we like to call factory towns. Mm -hmm. Those 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 mid-sized and small towns right. where there used to be a plant in town right. that was the, the main job feeder for the entire yeah. community. And that would spread out to all the other places. And the entire right. town was able to was able to live, you know, off of that that one or two major employers. Yeah. All of those places are gone. Now those places today, the the, the number one employer is the hospital, the number two employer is the is, is the rehab clinic. And you know what is so funny about that, Brett? You said the number one employer is, is the hospital. And with, with what they're trying to do with our healthcare system right now. Even that is in danger. Rural right. areas. Especially because, in rural hospitals. And, and and the thing about it is the people who will save that area is, is the people we support. Mm -hmm. And they are, you know, it is something that I blame, to put it bluntly, a lot of the Democratic politicians in office. I, a couple of days on my show, my, my radio show, I said, imagine if every time a hospital closed in rural Pennsylvania, rural Texas, rural California, rural Florida... We got a band of politicians, Democratic politicians, who support mm -hmm. things like the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Imagine if at the closing of those institutions, they stood up there and they say, brought to you courtesy of, right. name by name, all the folks who voted in a manner that created that reality. Mm -hmm. But we don't do that, or the consultants don't tell them to do that, right. and because they, don't, they live in another world. Right. And that's correct. And there's I'm going to I'm going to bring up another kind of uh, old metaphor where um, there's a story about you ever heard of the, the story about the, the boiling a frog? Yes. The, I, I use that all the time. Yeah, yeah. If you if you take a frog and throw it in the boiling water, it's going to hop out. Right. But if you leave, if you you know, put the, the, the frog in, in normal kind of room temperature right. water and slowly turn up the heat, the frog yeah. will sit there yeah. and cook. We're we're cooking. Yes. You know what I mean? And because it's happening slowly, I'll give you an example. I, I live in Ohio. Mm -hmm. In Ohio, only 25% of the counties in the entire state have even one OBGYN. Wow. So, you know, a quarter, uh, only a quarter of the counties Are in, you, in wait, Ohio have right? That's correct. You know, most people have to travel, you know, at least 50, 60, 70 miles to get to My an OBGYN. God, I thought Texas And that dynamic is all over the place. You'll find this, and if you look for these numbers throughout the states, yeah. you're going to find a, a, a shocking number of counties in your state 
you know, that do not have access and I at bet, all. I bet they are rural, mostly rural exactly. counties, right? Exactly. You'll uh, have you'll have the the, yeah. the major the major cities, the counties with the major cities will have dozens. And then you go one layer outside of that and there is zero. None. Yeah. So everyone has to go to the city. So if you don't if you don't live um, you know, within you know, 50, 60 miles of a major metropolitan area, there's access you don't get and if you, shameful, if you yeah. drill down into like mental health care and things like numbers yeah. get worse. They don't get better, they get worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know, it's a real problem. And again, one of those things, as long as we're hiring one half of the working class to murder the other half, which yeah. is what, you know, keep in mind, there are corporate entities out there pay a lot of money to yes. get that dynamic. I yeah. mean, you know, like we, we go to war with the right wing, you know, media all the time. Right. But the one thing that, that the public doesn't know is almost every single one of these guys uh, on the right doesn't believe a word that comes out of their mouth. No, they don't. They're just getting paid. They got, they got vaccines. They also, about the drugs that they advertise on. T- I mean, it is amazing that mm-hmm. many people don't realize that yet. But you know what? That's why we are here. We That's are exactly why we're Give here. Give me a closer, brother. Well, I tell you what, I, I'll go ahead and, um, you know, and, and pitch the show a little bit. For, yeah, for folks who, who aren't familiar, The Rick Smith Show is, is a show by working people for working people. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's run by a, a 30 year teamster, a truck driver, and mm-hmm. you know, a UPS guy who might soon be on strike. Yeah. Oh, um, is it UPS? Yes. Okay, wow. Yes. That's, that's, that's who he's driving for. And, um, you know, in every day we, we concern ourselves with the, you know, with the, with the lives of working families in America, you know, what we get right and what we get wrong is all in the service of, you know, of, of making lives better for, for American working people and talking about the issues that American working people care about. Brett. It's been a pleasure to have Always you on a pleasure. Politics and Always Thank you a so pleasure. kind of my brother. Thank you. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share.